at this point, I want to invite Dan Kirstein to come on up here on the stage. Some of you know Dan in India. They have been here for a long time. Um, the Lord has really been doing something amazing in their life. And so as Dan comes up here and does my job, I'm not going to do his job. <laughs> He's going to do both of the jobs. And so that's the way it's going to go. Thank you, Pastor Joe. Good morning, church. That was a lot better than I expected. Here we go. We're on a good start. My name is Daniel Kirstein. Um, you're, you're probably wondering why I am giving the message today. And, and to be honest, uh, as are most things up here on this stage, it's a God thing. And uh, I represent a nonprofit that I'm going to tell you a little bit about that is built on grace, hope, and love in our community here in Richmond. And what better day for it to fall on? This was not planned. I mean, we knew about it, what, two weeks? This was not planned, but to fall on Love Richmond Day. So um, a lot of things have lined up that along with the worship set, everything. It's just, it's really incredible. And I'm really honored to have the ability and the opportunity to speak with you and share with you my mission um, today and the Lord and the word that the Lord has put on my heart. So with no further ado, uh, my wife and I co-founded a uh, nonprofit called Enrich. And you probably saw it as early as about three years ago when we, when we launched and we did some crowdfunding. We got, we got a good amount of money saved up. And then the Lord, it seemed, just was like, stop. And we paused. And we knew the mission was still there. We knew the need was still there. We knew what the, what the nonprofit was going to be. And that is a restaurant that's going to employ people that are in active recovery, that are experiencing homelessness, that have felony convictions, people that the rest of the workforce have deemed too difficult to employ. And I can't tell you 100% why that was laid on Indian Eye's heart, but a little bit of background on both of us. I'm a sergeant with the Richmond Police Department. I did most of my career in the nighttime. Uh, at nighttime, there aren't a lot of great things that happen in this city. Uh, I could stand up here all day and tell you, but that's not why I'm here today. But I did, one thing that I did kind of take on as a night shift police officer was um, to do my small part to combat the drug problem that we do have here in Madison County. Um, it hits close, it hits in my family as it does probably yours. In fact, real quick before we go any farther, raise your hand if you've been affected by somebody that experiences addiction in one way or another. It's about everybody. And, you, and just such a widespread problem, something that hits so many homes in Madison County. I really, I, it was something that I really found a lot of purpose in. So for many years on night shift, I would, I would pursue drugs. I became very good at it, still am very good at it. But I, I realized pretty early on that I was encountering people at the lowest part of their lives. When, like, Many times when you, when you call the police, it isn't the best day of your life. But specifically, when I was encountering people that were getting in trouble for possession, for trafficking, when they overdosed, it was never good. And I had an opportunity in front of me that the Lord had provided for me to interject myself and to interject God into the lowest part of their life. What better blessing, what better opportunity than to be able to, as they're on the ground, lift them up with the love of Jesus. And I, I slept on it for a while. I'm not, I'm not up here because I'm perfect. I'm far from it very undeserving to lead this mission and, and of his grace. But I say that to say, India and I prayed. India was a foster care uh, regional director for a local foster care company. So she saw, we saw it from both ends. She was seeing the children that were removed. She dealt with medically fragile and drug dependent kids. Uh, and I was with the parents. It was, it was, we were getting hit from all, from all ends. And we really felt like we wanted to do something more. So we prayed. One thing I've learned about praying is you have to be careful what you pray for. Amen. So I prayed. I said, you know, God, I, I don't know what it looks like, but I feel like I'm being led to do something more. This is, I say me, I say, this is we, this is Indy and I. Um, 
No idea what it would look like, no idea where it would lead. I prayed that. I usually sit in the back of the church. Pastor Joe sees me way in the back. That's where I'm most comfortable. I don't get nervous public speaking. Um, I, can, I can talk to this whole country if you could pack them into this room. But what I don't, what I do get nervous about sometimes is speaking about a topic that involves a, a specific part of my faith that I was not 100% to God with. So don't look at me up here today as I go through and Rich and I go through this message thinking, oh, he's got it all together. He knew it from the start. He had every opportunity. He seized every opportunity. That is not what happened. Not for a long time. God laid on our hearts after we prayed about that, that we were to open this mission, that it was to be in Richmond, that we were to employ these people and share the love of Christ with them every chance that we got. He was I'm sorry, specific in a couple areas. One, that there was to be downtown, and I'm happy to announce that we have a building under contract downtown. Seven. I asked for a modest little small building to start this restaurant in, and he gave us a 7,200-square-foot building. Um, we're, in the, we're in the process of fundraising for that building. The, the acquisition cost is $200,000, and God doesn't bat an eye at that. Amen? That's nothing. To, the, the money is already out there. The money is allotted. I don't lose sleep over the money. I don't stress over the money. It's already anointed and allotted for this mission. My job is just to go out in faith and get in, out of my comfort zone like Pastor Joe's had me do today and share with you my walk and what Enrich means to me. So um, what I want to, I've been praying really hard. Um, first of all, I asked Joe if I could come up and talk for like five minutes. And obviously that didn't happen. I asked Joe if I could show the video. We have an amazing video, really well produced. It'd be very time efficient, Pastor Joe. But when I, when I pitched that to him in this meeting that we were having, I, I'll call them elders. It's a bunch of people that I respect in the community spiritually, and I pulled them together, as I do often, and we were at the Purdy's Revival Tabernacle, and um, <laughs> I, I said, Pastor Joe, this is what I need, and he said, no, you're, you're going you're gonna to preach a short sermon. You're going to give a message. And of course, I looked Joe right at his eye, as any of you should, and I said, yes, sir, that's what I'm going to do, and inside I am like, what did he just ask me to do? I've never done this before. So in a lot of prayer, um, and this was, again, this was like a week and a half, two weeks ago. So through a lot of prayer, um, I am super excited to bring to you a message today that is for somebody. I know it is, 100%. I, I prayed fervently about this. I have been up night after night after night preparing this very short sermon just because I know it is for somebody in this room. So without further ado... The, the, I had to title my sermon just because I feel like what you're supposed to do. I haven't been to, like, I, I don't know. So I've called it Waiting on the Rain to Catch Up. And I want to turn your attention to, we're going to start in the Hall of Faith, as it's called in the Bible, Hebrews 11, verse 7. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. You want to talk about some incredible faith. You can look anywhere in this chapter, chapter 11. It's called the Hall of Faith. Um, great examples of faith. Uh, it's, the best, it's, it's the most incredible demonstrations of faith. So if you want to set your standards really high, that's where you look. But it's really incredible when you look at things such as Noah because there's so many things that are applicable to our lives, to right now, your faith walk, whatever it might be, no matter how far into it or out of it that you might be. 
Noah experienced rejection and skepticism because he was acting upon a commandment from God that nobody else understood. How many of you feel like you have been led to do something that other people are going to look at you funny? They're going to look at you kind of sideways? They're going to judge you maybe? How many, how many people have been given something or a mission or something to do that just didn't feel comfortable, took you out of your comfort zone? Man, I really feel like I'm supposed to pray for this guy or this gal. I'm supposed to do this thing or I'm supposed to give um, kind of uncomfortably. I don't have that much money. Uh, this isn't convenient for me. How many of you have been in that position before? Noah is no different. Add on top of it, just a fun fact, Noah's 600 years old. So you think you got it bad. 600 years old man, God was extremely, it's one of, I think, in my, in my limited research, I think it's got to be one of the clearest commands in the Bible that God gives to a person. It goes down to the feet and how big the ark's supposed to be, but he doesn't reveal what is to come. So imagine Noah with this commandment from God acting on faith, building a boat in his backyard that's four and a half football fields wide. I mean, I can only imagine he was probably going to the neighbor like barring fence pickets and stuff like that because it's such an incredible, it's such an incredible act of faith that you know he was judged for it. It didn't make sense. He was projecting something that they had never seen before because God told him it was going to happen. And yet, on faith, Noah went out and did exactly what he was supposed to do. God spoke to Noah, but God speaks to us still today in many different ways through his word, through the Holy Spirit. When Noah stepped out onto, um, when he was stepping out on faith, he was stepping out onto solid ground. And I don't mean after the ark, after the flood and everything like that. I mean like in his faith. He had a good basis um, leading up to this, that when he was faced with the decision, because he had a decision, God spoke to him, but he still had a decision to build the ark or to not, he rest his foot firmly down on solid ground, on, his, on the foundational faith that he had. And just like God says, even with mustard seed faith. When Annie and I prayed about a way to get back to our community in Christ, the Spirit showed us the vision that has become what I am sharing with you today. Dan, the drug cop, and any of the social worker had no idea how to start and run a nonprofit restaurant specifically. Does God always call us to do things that we are comfortable with? No. I know nothing about running a restaurant, still to this day. I'm learning now, but until very recently, absolutely nothing about running a restaurant. Add a hundred more complications to the mix, and I felt very intimidated, underqualified for the mission set ahead, the mission that God had given India and I. With mustard seed faith, and I emphasize mustard seed faith, you think, try and put yourself in my shoes. If given this vision, if given this mission, it's, it's tremendous. Um, I, I don't want to go all day talking about enrich, because... The, the meat and potatoes of this is, is, the, is the faith and the love that we're going to give the community. Um, but think about yourself and where you're at currently in your walk with Jesus, or not. If given this mission, which he could have given to anybody, or you have a separate mission, like many of you do, do you have the faith to step out on it? He says all it takes is mustard seed faith. Don't hold yourself just because you, you, you think that you are underqualified or you're not the pastor. This, this is a thing for a whole church to do. No, God gave it to you for good reason. And no, you can't see the whole picture. You have a very limited scope into his big plan. You are looking through a tiny eyeglass. So don't think you know better than him. He gave it to you. He gave it to you, and he asks you to move on. He, he expects you to move on. 
Andy and I pressed on for many years with little progression. We tried our best to demonstrate obedience and patience and not lose faith, but that was easier said than done. That's when I said that we started the nonprofit three years ago and there was a period of um, just slow start. Again, Hebrews 11.7 says, By faith Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear built an ark to save his family. By his faith he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. Again, Noah experienced rejection and skepticism because he was acting upon a commandment from God that nobody else could see. God spoke to Noah, but God speaks to you and each, each of you in a different way. Noah looked like a fool to almost everybody else, but here, God, some of you are going to have to do something that makes you look like a fool and wait for the rain to catch up. You might not be able to see the whole picture like I just said. You might have to give a little bit more than you would normally give. It might be physically, it might be emotionally, it might be uh, financially, it could be anything. You might have to make the move. You might have to quit your job. You might have to move to a different city. You, it, there's a thousand different things that you might have to do. Know that God sees the big picture. If your mission is anointed, the rain is going to catch up with you. Noah didn't know what was going to happen. He had never seen anything like that. What is an ark? What is a flood? These are things that they had not seen. Yet he stepped out in faith and he went forward in obedience. Anointed missions come to people with faith. Faith comes from knowing the good news of Jesus Christ. Faith often demands you to leave your comfort zone, but the reward is so great. God may not call you to build an ark at 600 years old for an event you had never seen before. He may call you to start a restaurant, to share the love of Christ with people who need it. Who are, who are we to determine the magnitude of our participation in an event that we cannot totally see or even comprehend? No matter what God is calling you to, big or small in your eyes, know that it is of equal importance to God. And know that not one person in here is more qualified to do it than another. It is the same grace that saved Pastor Joe, that saved me, that saved the disciples, that, saved, that will save people that are still in active addiction, people that are lost and still seeking. There is no difference. There is no prerequisite. If you want to take your faith to the next level, pray for God to show you an opportunity. But don't be surprised when he responds and tells you to build a vessel for a mission to the likes that no one has ever seen before. Trust in the Lord and the rain will catch up. I believe that in that period of time where we were waiting um, for the Lord to move in our lives, what was actually happening was the Lord was waiting for me to move in my life, to allow God to move in my life, to step out in faith. Because I believe that well, I'm going to call that period of time an apprenticeship, where God was kind of molding me and showing me things. Now, I was not completely obedient in that time. Indy and I experienced highs and lows as a couple. I experienced professional highs and lows, personal highs and lows. One of the lowest parts of my life was in that three-year period. But with great anointment comes great attack from the devil. And he was looking for us. And he still comes for us. And sometimes I believe the bigger the attack, the bigger the anointment. But you always will have the apprenticeship before the anointment. The difficult time that you are going through now does not disqualify you or exempt you from acting upon the faith you've been called to, to carry out, the mission you've been called to carry out. It could be as big or as small. It does not matter. Starting a restaurant, building an ark, sacrificing your son on an altar. He calls you to do incredible things. Just remember that you aren't the one that makes it incredible. You're not the one that determines what's more incredible than another. 
your limited scope into his big plan could be the absolute changing gear in somebody else's life. The rain is already falling here in Richmond, Kentucky. The water's rising. People are seeking help. They're looking for answers. This is such an epidemic in our community. It's affected so many families. The statistics are staggering. We will double the fatal, the fatal opioid overdose rate number from last year this year. We surpassed it in July. We did six in one day a couple days ago. I'm not saying that Enrich is the answer. It's not the sole answer. In the recovery wheel in Madison County, we are a cog in the wheel. And we are proud to be a cog that represents Jesus Christ. And when people interact with me, when they interact with India, when they interact with Enrich, I want them to have an interaction with Jesus Christ. People are seeking help, and we have the vessel that can save them. I appreciate your time, and uh, just thank you so much for everybody's support for Enrich. Thank you for digging down deep with me this morning, and I pray that you find a way to move like Noah did. I'm going to close this out in prayer. Oh, no need to clap for me, clap for the Lord. I'm going to close this out in prayer, and I'm going to pray. Um, I'm going to pray Pastor Joe back up here on the stage. Dear Lord, thank you so much for moving in our lives. Thank you that you show us just how things that shouldn't be possible are possible, Lord. You are a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. God, we, we, we can't put words to limit your scope and to limit your impact that you can have on our lives and the people that we come in contact with, Lord. I pray that the, just the, spirit of the, the Spirit falls fresh on everybody in this room and they find a rejuvenated faith in you, Lord. I, I pray that they find the courage to step out in faith. Lord, they see through me, God, what you're doing in my life, the fruits of this faith. Give uncomfortably. Volunteer uncomfortably. Make the move. Do the thing. Whatever God is calling you to do, don't limit yourself. Lord, thank you for your gifts to us, Lord, especially as we go into this giving system, season rather. And Lord, thank you so much for this community. In Jesus' name, amen.